Welcome back to Division One Rejects, episode 116. It's August 3rd. No guests on the show tonight, but we've got a long-awaited segment, that being the top 10 mascots in Division Three football. Kate, I told you earlier, this list was harder than the Division Two segment. Mm-hmm. I think by far and away, you, I think you saw a couple of them. We were mulling over the list the other night with Trevor, uh, who unfortunately is not here in his place. Gavin, welcome to the studio, my friend. We're excited to have you. Yeah, glad to have you, dude. Very excited. Um, this list that we're going to go over here pretty soon is its going to turn a lot of heads. The number one spot especially. Gavin has not seen any of them. Cade has not seen most of them. There's going to be a lot of genuine reactions. We'll be dropping the full lists on Twitter and Instagram tomorrow, uh, the 4th. So be sure to follow us on both those platforms. Otherwise, though, today, fellas, we got four Division II conferences that have announced they're adding instant replay to their football schedules in 2023 this fall, one of them being the GLIACs. We're going to talk a lot about that and uh, a big-time play that last year, in terms of GLIAC play, would have changed a lot, potentially. Potentially, allegedly. Fairness TV. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to look at that uh, and some of the implications of instant replay, what that means for Division II conferences across the country. The MIAA was the first team or the first conference, excuse me, to have that instituted last year, but uh, a lot of big things happening there. Otherwise, NFL side of things, alternate uniforms, the, all of them have out, are out, I believe. There's no, right? I don't think there's any more think, that we're waiting on. No, no I don't I believe so. so. All the teasers and everything are, are done over with. There's about 10 or, 10 or 12 or so. We're not going to look at every single one in detail. We're going to go through, kind of pick our vest, and uh, just kind of, you know, analyze the details, have a little talk, a little discourse about it. Finally, though, fellas, Eastern Michigan, one that's kind of close to home, not a D1 reject type level football, but a story that is so cool that we have to react to it. One of the, I'll give you just the, the spark notes. They had 85 scholarships given out at Eastern Michigan. There was a walk-on. They wanted to give a scholarship. Couldn't do it because 85 is the limit for an FBS level program. One of the kids on scholarship came forward, ended up giving his scholarship away to the walk-on. Wow. One of the most special things I've seen in sports. They've got a great video announcing that and uh, of the kid actually going up and basically handing him a piece of paper, which... I'm sure there ain't shit on the paper, but is the sim the symbolism, right, of handing that over and sacrificing that to someone who he thought deserved it. So we're gonna watch that later, Coach Creighton and company, um, Eastern Michigan. What uh, what's what is their mask? Speaking of mascots, Creighton. Yeah, look, Eastern Michigan. What the hell is their mascot? Eaglets or the uh, Eaglets? <laughs> are they? No way. <laughs> Eastern Michigan Eagles or are they the Eagles? Yeah, I think it's the Eagles. Maybe they should be the Eaglets. Let's see. What would the, would it be like a little egg logo? <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. That might make a top 10 list, though. Um, but we're going to jump into all of that. Remember, if you are watching on YouTube, timestamps, bottom of the video, that little red bar, you can Eagles. slide forward. Thank you. Uh, slide forward, hop into any part of that conversation, then get the hell out of here. Otherwise, stick around, listen to us schmucks talk about every single one of them. Also, timestamps on Spotify and Apple Podcasts where you can find us and listen to us. Go ahead and uh, check us out on all platforms. Don't forget to subscribe. We were talking about potentially some live shows before kickoff this year. We can't do it until we get to 1,000 subscribers. We need y'all. We need y'all bad. Um, but with all the promo out of the way, fellas, I think we get right into it. The top 10 mascots in Division Three, And taking a look at this graphic right here, just kind of all of them displayed. This is the order that we'll post them onto the social medias. We have got quite the bunch. I mean, there are some characters on this screen. Who, Again, you guys have not seen the rankings uh, in full yet. These are your genuine reactions. Looking at this image, who jumps out as that is number one for sure? I already know. Uh-oh. I hit a key, and we fast forward to number 10. I guess we're going to 10. I already know who's number one. You do? Well, I have a guess. Well, you have a guess. That's what I'm asking for. What's your guess? But I think I know, too, though. Okay. Well, it's still, a, it's still, it could be an educated guess. That's all right. 
Uh, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Jesus. The Ice Age looking man. The Ice Age one? Mammoth. Okay, that's a good guess. Manny. Yeah. Man, I, his name is not Mammy. Manny. We'll oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Mammy. <laughs> My bad. I yeah, there's heard. Mammy. There's Mammy. Uh, Mammy's definitely up there. But uh, before we get to Mammy and company, coming in at number 10, Blaze from SUNY Cortland over there in New York, the Red Dragons. And we had, if you you know, if you did look at our Division Two mascot yeah. ranking, you remember Scorch from yeah. MSU Moorhead? That Scorch and the, the, is that a twin too, right? Like a, Scorch and Torch. Oh. You're talking about his buddy, his like a big inflatable buddy. And actually, the MSU Moorhead account replied yeah, to us. Yeah, they did. And they said, uh, "Which one are you talking about, Scorch or Torch?" And I was like, "Are together? they brothers or cousins? Like we don't know." And they said, "Just know they live together. We don't know what the relation <laughs> is between the two of them. Just know their family or something." Yeah, like that. something like that. But um, Blaze also dope ass name. Dope ass mascot, pretty solid. Not much, too much to say here. He's like a good. I feel like he's a good blend of scary and like unique and, and cool. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's not too much of, of one or the other. So solid ten spot, but we'll keep moving. Number nine, potential. I could see some potential outbursts from this one because Gus from Gustavus Adolphus, the Lions. He's pretty spectacular. I could see yeah. some people wanting him to be a little bit higher. I think it's warranted on the list, but what do you think? I mean. Without without seeing the other ones, you I would say that yeah, the scissors be like six, five or six. Yeah, but this thing's sick. He's like, pretty dope. dope. No, I agree. So his name's not Gustavus Adolphus Lion. That's the school. The school okay. is Gustavus Adolphus. What's the, so? It's his name is Gus. That's what it says on the graph. Okay, I didn't see that. Over there. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, his name is Gus. He's Gus the Lion. It's an interesting lion name. I yeah, that is weird. Spot. Like you agree with the nice? He hasn't yeah. seen the rest, but you agree with the nine. Yeah, he okay. looks like kind. He looks like. The emoji were just... Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty he just, good. He looks... To I me, he looks like someone tried to draw Simba from memory. <laughs> like a five-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, a dig. He, uh... That is a dig. Damn. Uh, he's all right, though. He's good. Cool. He's solid. It's a solid look uh, Solid look for them. Number eight. We've got Lobo from John Carroll. Now, John Carroll yeah, is, sick. is the blue streaks, but their mascot is... Oh, technically, Lobo is a wolf, so I'm not exactly sure. I've looked online... No one seems to really be able to explain what exactly a blue streak is. Now, John Carroll, really solid football program program out of the OAC. We talked about them quite a bit on this particular show, um, even though that conference has been dominated by Mount Union in recent history. They're going to have a big year this year, and we hope that Lobo is on the sidelines for all those yeah, that's dope. big moments. He's doesn't look sick. like a wolf, though. You don't think so? What do you think he looks like? I don't know. He looks like a, like a seal combined with like something else. <laughs> doesn't he kind of look like it's like... It's like I don't a know. Pit bull. <laughs> seal and pit? I don't know what that thing is, to be quite frank. Yeah. He's a blue streak, guys. All right. <laughs> I mean, he's a blue streak, obviously. Lobo's badass, though. Um, I cropped it out so he kind of looks like he's hanging on the rim. Oh, you can see the ladder, actually. Never mind. I didn't do as good of a crop job as I thought. He's cheating. <laughs> Still pretty sick, though. I, is, someone please let us know the textbook definition of a blue streak because I could not find it and I could not tell you um, at all what that means. Number seven, one a little bit closer to home, Kate. Oh, yeah. And both of you guys. Shoot. Scotty. It's like Dan Campbell. From Alma College. He kind of is a Dan Campbell-esque if J- Dan Campbell had the recessive ginger gene. Yeah. Then potentially that could be Dan. Definitely a Dan Campbell-ness. We had Coach Couch, the head coach from Alma on the show, not too far back. Coach Couch, hell of a football guy. And he wears that kilt exactly the same, Gavin. I don't, you weren't here for that conversation, obviously. That's Their electric. head coach wears a kilt on game day on the sideline. Yeah, that's electric. Awesome. 
so awesome. So Scotty definitely had to make his way out of this list. Um, I think a big part of every mascot is just the head, right? Like the head piece is like a, a huge piece of it. When yeah, you rock like a stash like that. Where are you going to find another, like, when are you going to find one of these guys at? Great question. I mean, You'd be surprised. There were a couple who had a similar look to Scotty, but we ended up going more with Scotty. More like lumberjack Yeah, it, a little bit, a little bit. Now, Scotty, obviously, a little bit um, different. He's a little more unique in his own right. So, uh, shout out the uh, the Alma Scots. Right. Potentially, you know, you look at that league, the MIAA, the D3 MIAA, with Albion losing their head coach, Coach Bureau, to Northwood and a lot of transfers and things. Alma is in a position to run that conference this year and uh, make another run. They make it to the second round of the playoffs last year. We'll see, depending on the pieces they have coming back, coaching staff all in touch, that could be a, a big run for them down in uh, lower Michigan. So excited to see what the Scots do this year. Also going to play in Scotland, I believe. Yeah, they um, are. Yeah. yeah, so that's a really exciting piece for them. Number six, boys. Now I think you'll start to see, like, we stepped the game up a little bit. OG the Bear, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. This is the mascot for the Coast Guard Academy. Whoa. He is sick. This football. is probably my favorite graphic that I made they got out football? of all of them. Yeah. Okay. Division three football. That's Pretty dope. badass. He's got a bro. Why does he have a six pack? This dude is yoked. <laughs> dude, he's like if Yogi went to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> this is, is ridiculous. Dude. Is. <laughs> Yogi stopped stealing picnic baskets, started picking up the barbell. <laughs> he's like kind of scary too, though. No, thing. He's intimidating, but it's like can I say like endearing? Like endearingly to intimidating? He's sick. I don't know why they felt the need to give him like a like a real six pack, yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess I'm not mad about it. Like he looks awesome, and the whole suit. I think what's cool about this one is the it's just the whole suit. Like he's butt ass naked. There's nothing. Go- There's not no kilt. No nothing. Yeah, that's a bear. Is he's just yeah, just a bear. Like he's yeah. a real bear. I think that's dope. Shout out the Coast Guard. They got a brand new logo, guys. By the way, they just unveiled those. Um, their old one was. I like that one. That's pretty clean. Yeah, that's clean. Really yeah, clean. So, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, OG. I hope I'm pronouncing that one right. That's a pretty sick mascot, guys, number six. Number five, we got Buzzy the Buzzard from Denison. Now, Denison used to go, or I believe still goes, by the Big Red. Um, that used to be a, a Native American type of deal. Now, obviously, they have kind of gotten rid of that. Mm-hmm. Their mascot now, I was doing a little bit of reading. It's about these birds that usually come by campus, these red buzzards and vultures. So they end up adopting this as their mascot he looks straight out of a cartoon book but if you turn the lights off i think he would be a great star in some type of horror film so the denison buzzards no they're the denison big red oh i thought you said that i just said they go by the big red but they got rid of the like mask because you know it was a native american type deal so they're still the big red but their mascot is the buzzard sorry Uh, okay okay. yeah so I think in the right situation, he would be terrifying. Yeah, this is this is like a super unique one. That could be nightmare. I don't know why the beak is like fifteen feet long, but yeah, it's gotta be. It's a little. It's gotta be out of proportion. There's no way. <laughs> it's like a Flintstone too, like bird too. <laughs> Can we talk about like ease or like difficulty of wearing said costume too? Like moving your neck around and like having whiplash dude, from the actual he beak. Might take someone out, dude. <laughs> well, he's tall too. I don't have him actually in proportion to a lot of other people, but like there were some pictures of him standing next to other mascots, and he towers over all of them. It's absurd. Does he? Like he's really large. So I mean, he's large, but also like the person wearing the costume has to like must fit some criteria, right? You have to be like six foot seven. Can you imagine like because they do mascot tryouts? We do yeah. them here at Northern for Willie, and like. You just you show up to the door. If you are not six foot five, you get turned around immediately. That'd be like that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Could be some type of discrimination. Let us know, Big Red. But shout out to uh, shout out to Buzzy, sick mascot. 
Number four, one of my personal favorites, fella, Arnie from UMass Dartmouth, the Corsairs. He is so sick. And for something like as far as like a pirate Corsair, what do you want to say? They could have, you know, been pretty simple. I just think this look is so well done. The blue, the yeah. yellow, even the detail, like the white Great patch in his beard. Really just a clean clean mascot all the way through again another great full outfit like not just a headpiece and the rest was neglected mm-hmm. i messed with this heavily this is this is a good one yeah and that i sound like a freaking mascot critic like i don't really know anything about this i just look at them and pick what looks yeah. cool you know what i mean yeah but arnie is badass i can absolutely confirm that arnie is a he's a football guy absolute football guy by the way running down bleachers like that is asking for a knee injury uh t's and p's to arnie's person i hope he's okay these because you ever tried that it's not it's not running easy down running down bleachers running down a mascot uniform down bleachers. i'm just i'm just talking bleachers in general right you know like running up is one thing but running down yeah i mean i've ran a couple bleachers in my life <laughs> that's what i'm saying like it's not easy like it's, oh. it's like really awkward it's like running down a hill you know what i mean there's no right way to do it um but anyways arnie's our number four fellas ready for the top three yeah let's get it i think this can be a controversial one number three though because of the uniqueness, you got to go with the Green Terror from McDaniel College. I mean, as far as mascot costumes go, he's not trying to do too much. The Green Terror. The Green Terror. That's the only name I could find for him. And that's what they are from McDaniel College, the Green Terrors. And I, like I said, I'll defend my pick because, you know, as far as mascots go, you could say lizard, dragon, I don't know, some type of reptile, but he's a Green Terror. Yeah, he's perfect. I think it's awesome. I think it fits. It's very like, they're, again, they're not trying to do too much. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I think he, I think he solidifies himself. Now going back on this, you haven't seen the top two, but now we were talking about the lion and some of those guys later. Does this has it been warranted so far? Or what are we thinking? I think I would put this guy lower. You think so? I wish they did more with like the body because of the simplicity of he's it. He's wearing like t-shirts. Yes, I couldn't find. I could not find pictures of What's him. Going on there, for lack of a better term, naked. I yeah. could not find any pictures of him. He always is repping some type of shirt. That's what I really liked about the bear, which maybe I should have put him a little bit higher because he just embraced it. Let mm-hmm. it all hang. Yeah, he did. Shout out to him. But, fellas, number two on our list, I I love this guy. This guy is awesome. And this guy is Magnus from Muskingum. <laughs> He's the fighting muskie. <laughs> That's sick. I had this guy at two before I even realized he had a tail. Look at that picture. Bottom left. Oh, that's dope. Riding on the cart, he's got a tail as a part of the costume. He's been confused multiple times. The university has had to come out and the reinforce shark. the fact that he's a muskie because, yes, people have thought he was a shark, in fact, and not a f- uh, well another f- type of fish. I thought he was a shark. He's a muskie. That's really cool. That's probably my favorite, honestly. Just wait till you see number one. How about that? Well, I know number one is. Well, now you do because we've gone through everyone else. <laughs> this is your favorite, though, so far? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just solid. He's re- the, the like the headpiece on him is so sweet. Now I'm wondering, where do they see out of this mask? It's got to be the, the mouth right yeah, there, right? There's got to be. be some like transparent stuff. Has to be. Yeah, interesting. He's got the webbed hands. He does. That's a good detail. That's why. That's the type of stuff that earn you a number two spot right there. That earn you a number two spot with the tail. The tail for me did it too. That solidified it. Finally, fellas, our number one mascot in all of Division Three, potentially in the NCAA. It's Tor from Wheaton College, the Tor. Thunder. His full name is a little bit harder to pronounce. He goes by Tor. And this guy, I mean, the first thing that jumps out to you, right? How? What are the logistics here? 
Two people. It's a two-person costume, boys. No way. It is, I have confirmed dude. it is a two-person costume. Tor is not a solo act. That's unreal. How does that even do? That's a masterful coordination. So the first person obviously sees out of that slit between the eyes. You can kind of see what it looks yeah. like. They took a, a little, like, razor to his forehead. But what does the back person see? The person in front of them is behind? I mean, he gets to just go, so what's going on? <laughs> There's no idea. So hopefully Does he, he comes, have a sunroof? Hopefully he comes out at the end of it. <laughs> what do they even say? I don't what? even. Dude, okay, so like, and like being inside of a mascot suit in general, hot, sweaty, sticky, just uncomfortable, with another human in there inside of a, really a woolly mammoth? Dude. No. Crazy. <laughs> this is wild. Crazy. But like, again, where the uniqueness factor is a huge part of this. Nobody else could potentially be number one. I've never seen a tandem mascot suit like this in my life. Do they have a hockey team? That's a great question. How would that work? I can find out. Like him going on the ice? How are you going to go on the ice? You're not going to. You can't. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. Oh, this is this is Wheaton College, though. Sorry. No, this is Wheaton College. Not Wheaton. I believe this is Wheaton University. Um, it does not look like Wheaton University has hockey. I was looking at Wheaton College. Or is there a Wheaton University? I think it's Wheaton University. Wheaton College Thunder. Oh, no, wait. It is Wheaton College. So, never yeah. mind. I'm, so, I'm, I'm bad on that. My bad. Um, yeah, they've got, they've got ice hockey. Dude. They play Olivet, Purdue Northwest, Northwestern, Drake. So, it might be a club team, looks like. Yeah, it's a club team. But we do need to see if Tor has made his way out into the ice. Yeah, that'd be yeah, I need to see some of that. <laughs> that would be like, you ever see that video? Uh, it was Minnesota... They're doing the car commercial read Cade on, on the ice, and that mascot keeps falling over and over and over again. They had to do all those takes. Neither of you guys have seen that? No. It oh, yeah. I have, video. I have seen He's it. like a polar bear or something, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I've seen that. And the guy delivers the line every time, and he just falls bam, over yeah. on the ice every time. I felt terrible. I felt terrible for dude. I felt awful. But um, that's our number one pick. That's our top 10. Uh, this will be fun to put out on, on the socials, of course. There will be a bunch of people who are offended, but uh, I appreciate everyone for all their inputs on Instagram and Twitter and all the other socials. But uh, with that being said, fellas, we can uh, we can move on from that. We can talk a little bit about the Division Two scene, move up a level, and uh, that being about the instant replay that is being added to four Division Two conferences this year. We alluded to it. At the beginning of the episode, the MIAA was the first conference in Division II to institute instant replay capabilities last year in the fall of 2022. And now we have the GLIAC, the Lone Star Conf Conference, the Gulf South, and the RMAC, the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, all instituting this. And uh, that comes at least, you know, this was announced at most of the media days with the respective conferences, but uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Chuck Bittner from D2 football because that is where I got that news immediately. Chuck does a good job and that, and that whole team does a good job of following up on all that stuff because let's face it, I was not sitting there watching every Division II conference media day. I know you guys definitely were not glued to the TVs for the other ones but uh, Chuck was. Thank you, Chuck. Moving forward though, I told you guys we're going to take a look at a, a play that potentially had some big implications because we talk a lot of GLIAC football on here, right? Ferris. They lose to GV, and I'm going to mute this here so we don't have the – I don't want to have the audio on it. Um, but they lose to GV in the regular season, that giving GV the uh, GLIAC championship. Now they meet again in the playoffs, in the quarterfinals, 
And a play that a lot of people remember from that game is a run from quarterback Malik Mitchell, where he comes towards the end zone and the ball is jostled kind of out of his reach, appearingly as he crosses the goal line. Now people there, most of them would say that actually this thing came out before he crosses the goal line. I just I bring this up because you think in a situation like this, what does instant replay do? This is the play. Have you, either of you guys ever seen this? No, I yeah, haven't. we're watching the game. Oh, okay. Probably not from this angle, though. So here's Mitchell steps up, carrying that thing like a loaf of bread, first of all. Can we get a little <laughs> high and tight? Because that's, I mean, that's pretty bad. Like, you're asking for the ball to get punched out at this point. But, anyways, go forward. And you can see that. Diving over. I'm going to try and get to the frame. You know what I mean? I'm going to try and get to the frame where we can get a better kind of look at this. But you can see as he dives over the goal line, that ball is obviously loose. It's going to be hard. Right here, the hit happens. So you're about on the one-yard line, right, depending on the angle. You're about on the one-yard line where that hit happens. And, I mean, it it wants to double-click and take me out of full screen. It's just, you know what I mean? It's so bang-bang. Like, it's very hard to tell. But you can see that, man. I'll play it one more time just in full speed for you. The ruling on the field was a touchdown. And obviously that can't be overturned because we don't have replay. That ended up being a pretty big piece of the game that tied the game up at 14 for Ferris. You can see a little bit of a scramble. And I will. it's worth noting, a GV player falls on the ball in the end zone after the play. So if that ruling is overturned, you think... You know, you would play it from the live ball. Potentially. I mean, I don't, this is the thing with this play. Like, it, it, it was it was ruled a touchdown on the Boom. field, so there'd have to be indisputable evidence for them to return it. And like, to be real, to they, they don't they don't have like they don't got end zone cams. That's I mean? a great point. They, they don't have like it's not going to be like your casual NFL Sunday. Right? It's not. Yeah, gonna be you like don't go. That. You don't have Dean Blandino up in the box. Which actually, play. didn't the GMAC bring on? Is it Dean Blandino? Did it be their head of officiating? I'm no. pretty sure it was. I'm, I forget. No, it was Gene Steratore, I think. Yeah. Gene Steratore. That's who it was. Anyways, but you're, that's a really good point because, you, like you said, you can't go down and reference a pylon cam, a, a referee cam. You, you don't have all these different right. options. You have, like, this wouldn't even count because this is a, like a freelance video person or someone shooting for Ferris State that's just sitting by the goal line. You couldn't even reference this type of video in right. that type that's of circumstance. That's what I'm saying. They don't, like, they'd have to be like, and I guarantee this would happen if they did have replay. After the review, there was no indisputable evidence of the, the ball carrier from the goal the ball oh, prior, the prior to the goal line. The review, the player in the field is stands. stands. Touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what would that even look like? Are they just going to use the footage that's up at up top? Like, So it's going to depend on the venue, obviously. And I've been working with, uh, up here at Northern, I've been working with uh, the man who handles our live broadcast because he's uh, going to be in charge of helping to institute that. And... <clears throat> For most schools, what it will be is just cutting into the actual live stream, like the broadcast production of the game. So whatever you're watching um, from home on, online or whatever on TV, whatever it is, like whatever you're seeing is probably going to be with the refs are seeing down on the sideline. It's not going to be very different. Well, yeah, yeah they can't. They, they don't. They can't. They don't have the budget for that. Like that's not yeah. what's. Now and we another do. thing is is like another thing is it's not all for just like fumbles, interceptions. Yeah, it's like that's what it's mainly for, but like. You've seen in the NFL with the concussion stuff lately. like with the, A lot of it's with, about player safety. they got a yeah. good stat for you, actually, Cade. So the MIAA was the first conference to institute this last year. There were nine targeting calls last year in the MIAA. They were all reversed. Six of the nine were overturned by Damn. instant replay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is like game-changing type of for decisions. Sure, no. 
Because you talk about a kid, first of all, player safety should be at the forefront of all these decisions. But then you talk about three, or sorry, excuse me, six kids who otherwise would have been ejected from that game and potentially missed the next, correct? Half. half missed, yeah. Well, depending on when it happened, right? Yeah, if, it's so the, like, if, it's, if it was the first half of the game, then they only missed half. But if it was the second half, I think they missed the whole next game. I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty not. sure that's the ruling on that. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. All I know is that's like a defender's best friend is over to a overruling on a on a uh, target targeting call. call. Yeah, just because of the large implications that has. That's big. Now some other details with the GLIAC here. They're working with a company called Sky Coach to assist in uh, in replay review. And Chris Dunbar, the commissioner, had said that there's definitely going to be some growing pains learning how to incorporate this. Over under on the first replay we seen we see this Gleak season, how many minutes it takes to actually come back oh. with a, a concrete call. It's gonna be gross. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be trials and <clears throat> turbulations, dude. Yeah. What sucks, I'm just worried about that because like, is this going to be something that's going to extend a game potentially if you have a review and it takes fifteen minutes to dude, review a call? With the NFL, they have cameras everywhere and it takes them forever. Yeah. Which that could be a benefit because no now one's ever you happy only... though, bro. That's the thing. No yeah. one's ever happy. No one's no. ever gonna be everyone. Not everyone's always gonna be happy. There's gonna be somebody yeah. from the bleachers losing their shit. <laughs> yeah, That's a given. That's regardless. a given. Yeah. I will say though, at a school like at Northern Michigan here, we have ground level broadcast cameras on both end zones, mm-hmm. so that that could be pretty key as far as like helping to you know make Definitely. sure those calls are correct. I don't think a lot of venues have that though. They just have the ones up in like the press box level. And the refs are going to have better angles than that nine times out of ten. But to your point of like they don't have all the cameras, could that work in their favor when it comes to a time allotment? Because you're literally looking at one clip, and if you can't tell from the one clip, call, you know, stays as stands, right? As opposed to, all right, let's take camera number five, compare it to camera number four and three, eh, but on camera number seven, you get a little bit of a different shot. It really is crazy. Like you never realize the production quality of the NFL broadcast until they have to review a touchdown call. I think that's the one time you see it and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, that's unreal. They have a camera up a player's ass <laughs> heading over the goal line. No laugh out of Kate in that one. I was kind no, of I was, surprised. Sorry, I was reading stats. But... <laughs> I'm like, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was, they were, uh, it is unreal how many views they have. Like, it's actually really absurd. Yeah, it is. I mean, you got the, like, you talk about the sky cam, right? Like the cable cam going over. You've got your pylons. You even have sometimes referee type stuff. You've got, um, you know, all the different broadcast angles, the goal line. I mean, literally everything, dude. It's impressive. Like, it actually is really impressive. But um, we can move on, fellas. I say we save NFL uniforms for last. I want to show you guys this video from Eastern Michigan if you're you're game for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I need to to get the volume up for this one, though, because you guys got to listen to this one. Uh, this is a really good, this is a really good clip. Now, I talked about this earlier. Eastern Michigan, eighty-five scholarships are allowed at the FBS level. They had a walk-on that Coach Creighton over there, the head guy. He wanted to give a scholarship to this kid, but he's at his max. So what can you do? Nothing really, or so we thought. There's a player at Eastern Michigan came forward, decided he might do something for this walk-on. We'll watch this uh, video, and then after we watch this, fellas, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but this is probably one of the coolest stories we've seen in college football. You guys have seen a lot of walk-ons earn scholarships. I don't know if you've ever seen a walk-on earn a scholarship in this way before. Conti has had to pay his way to school for four years, and in the fall, the guy was selling his plasma to be able to play 
the bills. We're at 85 scholarships. We have 85 given out. And no matter how many times or how many years I go to the NCAA and say, yeah, but man, I'm just telling you, we need 86. We need 86. Can there any way, you know, that we can have an exception for this deal? The answer is no. You have 85. Until Brian Dooley comes into my office and he said, Coach, that guy has earned it. And I've talked this, this over with my family and, and the whole bit. And if there's a way to make this happen, I am willing to give up my scholarship and to give it to Zach Hunt. I've never heard, I've never seen anything like that ever before. Where are you, Dooley? Uh, hey. Yeah, see? Yeah. He didn't even know what to do. He couldn't even comprehend it, man. Give me a chill. That's so like when I tell you, man, that is... I love that kind of stuff. That is one of the coolest things that I've seen in college football. And like I said, we've been you know, blessed over the years that the walk-on getting the scholarship is one of the best genres of For video sure. the internet has ever been graced with, yep. right? Because you know about the stuff that those guys go through when they come to a program like that, a guy like this who has been there for three, four years without any money to show for it, especially football, you know, the tolls... Other athletes go through so much as well, but football, especially the physical tolls yeah. that you go through. Nothing like it. Just said he was selling plasma to a Ford school in the fall. Have you guys sold plasma before? No. I don't cannot plan say, on it. Cannot say I participated. And I cannot say I would recommend it. That shit sucks. Yeah, don't they put like an IV in you and stuff? Oh, dude, I don't mess with those. Only reason I did it is because I had COVID, so taking my antibodies. Yeah. Um, so they paid me oh, extra. Yeah, but man, uh, the people who are doing that are either, I mean, I don't even know. You gotta be you gotta be pretty desperate to be doing that. Or you're just a very kind, generous soul and you really just want to help someone. Which in that case, good on you. But this kid, maybe he sounds like he might be a little bit of both. Yep. I've never seen it where a player gets up their scholarship for someone else. That's Absolutely dope. not. I've never seen that. No, I've never That's seen dope. that either. Absolutely not. And I love this uh this point in the video here where he calls him out, right? Like, where are you? Like what's where where are you? Let me see, I'll fast forward to it. Here he is. And then he, you know, and he stands up, and I just love, like, just, like, very casually, just give it a little wave. You know, hey, guys, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like, how do you even, he probably didn't even know how to act in this situation. Like, these guys probably don't even, like, it's nothing for him. Walks over and hands him, I mean, like I said in the beginning, on the piece of paper is probably nothing, but it's, yeah, it's symbolism. to him, that yeah, it's the symbolism, right? To him, that means the world. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Could have got a better reaction out of the players, though. I won't lie. I feel like the players could have given maybe a little better reaction on that. I would be losing my shit if that happened in our locker room. That'd yeah, be that'd insane. Be you know what I mean? That'd be dope. But either way, I've got some more uh, some more details here for the people listening slash watching. We'll talk about it a little more. But again, just such a sweet, sweet piece there. So, it's a lot of shit down here, man. It is warm. 
turned your fan on over there for you. Good talk. <laughs> uh, so that was actually right after their first day of fall camp too. Damn. So really cool way to start off camp and like keep the energy high. Now would it have been smarter maybe to do that on camp day like six, seven, where the energy was starting to get low and then the team needs a little pick me up? Maybe. Yeah. You know? But at that point, just give the kid a scholarship and get going. You know what yeah, I mean? There's cares. no time on that. But um very, very cool. Zach Conti, he's from Trenton, Michigan. He had no idea this was going on. That is the walk on. Head coach Chris Creighton gave that speech. And uh Conti's been there for four years. He's played in a combined 23 games throughout 21 and 22. And obviously not been on a not been on a scholarship. He talked all about that. The kid who gave him the scholarship, Dooley called him. Brian Dooley. Now, he's a transfer from Bowling Green, and he was at uh, St. John's Jesuit. He was the one who approached Coach Creighton with the proposition, and he's the one that told him that, hey, this guy's earned it, and I would... I'd like to give him my scholarship, which was really neat. Um, when asked about why he did it, he said, I did it because I've seen Conti grow over the years. Seeing him walk away from something that he loves did not sit well with me. He works hard and gets extra work with me all the time. So it must be like same position type group, which is probably a big reason why this is the case. In my eyes, he earned it 100%. He said, giving up my scholarship so he can stay and play means everything. I'm proud of what he's become and cannot wait to see what he does in the field. So it sounds like if this kid wasn't going to get a scholarship, he was going to be done. He wasn't going to be playing football at Eastern Michigan anymore. Right? Yeah. Is that kind of the vibe from that? Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Yeah. Um, as far as Eastern Michigan goes, I mean, they're, they've been kind of in the down the last couple years, haven't they? Kind of struggled in the map. They have not been yeah. very competitive. Not that I can remember. But last piece for us, fellas. We got some NFL uniforms Hell yeah. to take a look at. And uh, this tweet just gives them all in a nice, uh, easy look at fas- uh, fashion from NFL Fashion Advice. We've got all the uniforms up here. You've seen all of them. I mean, Carolina, Minnesota, you got the Bucks up there, Titans, Jets. Who is that far upper right? The Falcons. Is it the Falcons? 49ers. I think that's the 49ers. Lions, Browns, Eagles, Seahawks, Broncos, and finally the Colts. Oh, that's a Cardinal. Or that's a, that's a, uh, I can't even tell who that is in the picture. It might be the Cardinal. Uh, with the helmet. I think it's Cardinals. I think it is. It is the Cardinals. That's yeah. The, that's the Cardinal on the helmet. Yeah, it is. You're right. That's James Conner, bro. It's, it's yeah, it is James yeah. Conner. That's right. I couldn't even, t- I couldn't even tell. <laughs> I couldn't even tell from the picture, <laughs> bro. It's too little. See, I tell what color jersey is. It is James Conner for sure, actually. That's funny. Uh, but these are all the jerseys that were released. Um, we've talked about a couple of them individually on the show, but uh, off the bat, let's start with the worst. What do you think the worst is? I think I know what my pick would be, but let me hear from you guys first. I'm going to be honest. I'm a Lions fan, but... Lions the worst? The worst? Dude, the, I can't stand the helmet. I really can't. <sighs> it's too, like... It's like... It's not the Lions blue to me almost. I think the Jets is dumb. I would I think, say Vikings. I think the Colts. I would is, say Vikings. I mean the Colts and the Vikings and oh, wait. Colts. Hold on. Eagles are the best. Seahaw- Seahawks second best. Yep. I got a couple. Titans of them third best. Up. Browns fourth best. That's that's so funny. So I pulled up my top three. It was in no order. Eagles, Seahawks, and Titans were my top three. Really? Yes. And then Browns and I, yeah, Browns would have been probably one of the first ones out there. Yeah, absolutely. We t- so you guys were not. I don't think you were on. I think it was just me and Trevor. We looked at the Seahawks. Their launch. For their uniforms. Yeah. Because, yeah, not only was it just like photo and video content, guys, they had this whole thing rolled out. They had a whole retro website 
Damn. Like fully 90s, all like website. Oh, that's dope. It's incredible. We already looked at it on this show, so go back uh, and definitely watch that one, find that one. But um, it was seriously incredible. They went all out for it. And they made this whole website based around a 90s aesthetic. And it was one of the coolest things I've seen in like uh, sports marketing in a long time. But we can start when we're talking about the Seahawks. We can start with them and talk about their piece a little bit. And I think the gray, the gray is what does it for me for the Seahawks because it's just different enough to make it so unique, but it still seems so on brand. And I think that very unique balance is what makes this such a great uniform. Super sick. Just very, the color combo, the helmets, the, the old school look. Just clean, man. Yeah, Absolutely. all around, all around. Dude, DK's going to look like a fucking mega god in that fucking <laughs> uniform. What even, can I ask what that is, what is or no? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but he's, you're about to find out when he puts that uniform on him. <laughs> That's pretty good. I do. Uh, I love those uniforms, though. They're awesome. And then uh, we talked about the Titans being one of the the next top ones, and who else than Derrick Henry to be. I don't understand these this though. Like, this isn't. Not? The, it's not. It would never. It was never the like. It was the Houston Oilers. Like so, it was never the franchise moved. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it wasn't like I, I. just don't understand really that. I think it's like, it was never in Tennessee. Yeah, no, I get that part, and like, a, lot Houston, people, a lot of people Houston, were mad about that. Houston, they were literally never named Houston. Obviously, going into Tennessee, like they, there was, it was a whole. Well, yeah, obviously. so like I don't understand. I, I the jerseys are sick. Don't get me wrong, I don't give a shit. But like, <laughs> I really don't understand why they picked those. I don't give a shit, and it continues to to rip to rip <laughs> on it. I'm saying like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, I, like, I totally get it. Logistical uh, point of view. Yeah, and a lot of people had said like Houston, like the Oilers need to stay in Houston. Like they were like, there's like, a little bit of uproar about that. They didn't like that with the Texans, obviously. Being there, but I mean that technically is the franchise that the Oilers yeah. were, correct? And they moved out, so you know, excuse me, but there is definitely a tie in there. I think there's but a like legitimate there's, tie. But in. There's not a tie back to the city of Tennessee. It's not a tie back to the city, the the, the fans of Tennessee. Like it's not a. You know what I was actually kind of mad about with this jersey, uh, the release, their teaser. If you guys remember, was a a video of a jersey laying down, and they were dumping like black paint oh, on yeah, it. Oh yeah, I saw that. You did see that, and that what did you think when you saw that? That's me a black jersey. There's going to be a black jersey. Why would they do that? Because it's black paint. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. It was oil for the Oilers. And I'm like, never in a million years would I have thought that. Because like you said, Cade, they're not in Houston. Now, I know, again, the franchise, I understand that piece. But when you look at that and it's black paint, what are you supposed to think? Uh, it's think just like, it. come on. I was waiting for the, the Titans black uniforms. I was pretty excited for them, too. I'm not going to lie. Because you know how they have that accent red with a little bit of like that light blue. Yeah, that black uniform would go really hard, like a nightmare type. But they already uniform. do basically that dark blue. Yes, but like totally embracing that black, like black helmet would be like you know what I mean, like a whole black unit. Yeah, I guess it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because that tight, I feel like the Titans logo would go really well on a black helmet. That'd be sick, right? Yeah. Couch football network just invited me to join their channel, and it's a new kind yeah. of a new thing on Instagram. Yeah, they're interesting. I don't really know how that works, but uh, okay, last one for us, fellas. This one had people waiting outside of the stadium at 4 a.m. just trying to get a jersey. Most of them trying to get the guy in the middle there, Jalen Hurts. These Eagles uniforms, not trying to do too much. The simplistic side of things, I think it's just the actual color. The color they absolutely nailed. And also the launch, right? We talk about the launch, some of the pictures they uploaded of these jerseys. I think they knocked it out of the park. So sick. Uh, They did a great job. Like this is this is the thing though they literally couldn't have missed with these. Agreed. The mean greens that yeah, they're calling they them, right? Could not have missed with them. Kelly green. Kelly green. Yes, you're right. Kelly green throwbacks. Like when you look at here we go, guys. You look at a picture like this, 
Sorry for the resolution. That's <laughs> shitty. Lots of pixels. Yeah, it is. But, like, they staged this whole thing up. They painted those walls the Kelly Green. Just for this photo shoot, they got multiple helmets up in there. They decked out the lockers. I mean, they do so much. I feel like the dedication to these is what, like, really makes it stand out and what makes it really unique. Um, this also, guys, is probably one of the, the hardest pictures I've seen. I don't know why all this shit is just opening up pixelated today. There we go. It's a little better. That Let's might be one about. of the hardest pictures I've ever seen come out of an NFL team. So sweet. The lighting, the backdrop, the way the wings kind of come out of his head like that. That's sick. So badass. Like, it's got me thinking about how we can emulate that at the D2 level. Like, mm-hmm. what can we do like this? And the answer is probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell are we supposed to do? You're thinking, too. No, I was thinking of... Denton's calling me. I'm going to put him on the spot on the D1 Rejects podcast. Do it. We're about done, so do it. Hunter Denton. You're on live on D1 Rejects Podcast. Who's winning the NFC North next year? Live. All right, there you go, Hunter Denton, <laughs> NFC <laughs> North. He, that's our NFC North insider, Hunter Denton. Yeah, I'll call you in a sec, Dent. <laughs> uh, Wait, go back to the yeah. What you got? The whole thing, like all the jerseys. Yep. I want to see. Okay, so I revoke my statement. That was out of pocket. I think <laughs> the Colts is the worst favorite. Yeah. Really? I don't. I didn't like the Colts, to the record. I did not like the Colts jerseys. No. I kind of liked them. I mean, I don't like the Bucks because it's just like I hate the Bucks. You just hate Tom Brady. Yeah. And I then, love the so by Col- proxy, you hate Like the, the Colts, Bucks. it's all right. Like, yeah, I don't really like the Bucks. Like, might as well go down to Rochester High and see what uni they got, Kobe, and like Literally. just get, take it out of their closet. Literally. Yeah. There's a better look at those Colts uniforms for I mean, you guys. That's a little right better. There. It like, does look a little better there, but to me, it was just like, hey. What did that uh, Bingham Young school do for their uniforms the other year? <laughs> yeah. You know what I've I mean? never been a fan of black and blue. Like, no. You know how Lions fans want to bring back the black jerseys? Yeah. Uh, now, with uh, that, it's a little different because you have – it's the vintage retro appeal, yeah. right? Bro, it's the, the, it's the, the nostalgic appeal. The Lions jersey yeah. road goes so stupid. Yeah. I, that, but I think – but the only – you think you can agree, the only reason it would do that is because of the retro appeal. The jersey itself, by today's yeah. standards, yeah. Yeah, but it's like everything comes – all fashion senses come back. Exactly. Everything comes back. That's, yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally agreeing with you. Yeah, That's why it's like, you know, that's why it'd be cool. My biggest gripe with this, Gavin, actually, was that look at the black helmet. And outside of the black arm sleeve, there's, I don't know if there's any black accent. Oh, you have the, the little neck collar. Yeah. There's no black accent anywhere on this jersey that would tie in that helmet. No, it doesn't really. doesn't make any sense. This would look, look so much better with their white better? helmet. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Because you have white stripes, white numbers, not even a black outline on the numbers. White gloves. Throw black gloves and cleats on. That's like when we were looking at those Wayne State uniforms. Yeah. You remember that? And the dude had he had, he had white he had white gloves on, didn't he? And yeah. It did not look right. Oh, it is what it is. That's all for this episode, Division One Rejects. Uh, tune in early next week. We'll have a, a pretty exciting guest joining the show, so uh, be ready for that one. Otherwise, catch us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. We got a couple T-shirt giveaways going on the socials. Uh, probably announcing that tomorrow ish. Stay tuned for that. But thank you, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a good episode. Appreciate you guys.